This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. Comes to you live from Seaport District Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. I'm Alan Hahn, in for Max, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 is the number. Key, you, you've flown coach before, right? Ever? Will you, Once? Will you guys stop? I'm just making sure. Of course uh, do you I'm remember? in the exit row. Wait, well, well, you would definitely need the exit row. Hold, the commercial. Hold on, Key. The text yeah. you sent me, that's an all-inclusive? Oh, that's, that looks yeah, like a yeah, yeah. dope. I need, I need to go to that all-inclusive. Yeah, that's why I asked you. Yeah, that's that, that's a but different that all-inclusive. Be, yeah. But that was a behind-the-scenes conversation. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 I don't know. I'm learning I'm, slowly. We are I live on the air. I can't tell you it. Ooh, <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Hey, I hear, hey I, Evan, I, I, nothing. No, I mean, this I dude hear, will, if, if he what? will, he will air out whatever you tell him. That is not true. He has no filter whatsoever. That is not true. This I didn't say between, where it was or if, what, if, when if you were I going. Wanted, if I wanted others to see that, I would have given it to them on a group text. I gave it to you. That's fair. That's Jeez. Fair. Yeah. And Key already guy, did tell I us that he was planning for spring of 2023. <laughs> hey, what is this, for the, for the summer of 2024? I mean, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, when, when is this planned? But He's I've never been ahead. to one, Jason. So that's why I asked you because I wanted to know, you know. Yeah, this I, I figured like, you probably have been. You know, you travel a lot, so see, I just wanted to know. See, hon, this is what Key be doing, too. Like, don't, it's just not about planning, though. Key be getting in those early, early, early bird discount rates. Yeah, that's you know what I mean. But all the yeah, I'm playing it. See, no that's Key about his e- money. Evan, don't get it twisted. Evan, Evan and I, we think the same. <laughs> you know, Max, <laughs> Evan, and I, we, we know all yeah. kind of think the same, right, Evan? We know a lot of the same people. Yes, yes, that is correct. Oh, jeez. NBA free agency. Alan Hyde doesn't know how to touch. He that does though. not know. Yeah, he's he's going to let that one go. He's just treading cautiously. That's probably well, a just, good idea. Alan. Just yeah. keeping us right on Key, pace I, here. I did. You know, I know Key. I'm going to LA. I'm going to California uh, for two weeks. I'm going to see Key in person. And uh, see, he's why ta- you telling everybody? Why telling everybody Key's business? He's taking me to dinner, and I just want to confirm now that you are paying, correct? Because I did look at the menu, and uh, I did want to confirm that you will be because because. Um, where is he taking you? Because you, me, Max, we think alike. So I just want to make sure that you're paying for dinner. A- absolutely, I'm arranging for it to be paid for. There's no question about it. <laughs> I'm arranging for it to be paid for. <laughs> they're, 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 all you have to do is order what you need. Don't worry about, you know, don't worry about how the bill gets taken care of. Even if I had to go back late at night and wash the dishes, you will not have to pay. Oh, kid, that's an easy tag. That's a post, man. That's a post. Hey, Evan and I, Keyshawn, J. Will, Max, eating at yeah, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't. I don't think Boom. this particular place that we'll be dining at really gives two blanks about a post. Yeah, Trust me. That's fair. When you see the people that are eating at this place, you can be like, ah, they probably own Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to get back on track here at all? Alan, I just can't we get, have I fun can't, on this show. Yeah. You, I, I, I know you – 
haven't been on with us in quite some time, but we kind of let it breathe because we got a lot of minutes to get back to it. So we try to have at the top of the hour just right. a couple little minutes of fun. That's Speaking all. of letting it breathe, fun. I just want James to follow through on the Speedo at Key's party. That's Just let it breathe. Not happening. No, no, let definitely. it breathe. Well, they, they have the invitation, yep. and if they can make it, then great. And if they can't, then Speedo so time. Let's go, James. Go well, swim I, in the I, I need to backyard. figure out. Why would Sam Acho, though, when we were talking to him yesterday, point to me as the guy that he said probably would wear a Speedo? Hmm. Like, I don't know. What is it about You kind of got that look. That? A Speedo You kind of got look? the me? European. Yeah, you got the yeah. European kind of like look. You got the tall you know, German. Muscles, yeah. tall. He said tall German. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, you just say some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, you go into you see, all that. You see all I'm running down the beach with the, the arms look. out to the side. Like the, yeah. Oh, oh the, the, the David Hasselhoff thing. Yeah, yeah I was just meat. about to say you got the David Hasselhoff kind of, you know, chest nice. And, you know, you could just stand tall. This guy, you is, know? This guy is well groomed for his beach run. What is <laughs> the, 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 uh, Fully what's the commercial? <laughs> no, what's that manscape? <laughs> the Old Spice commercial, you know, you kind of got the. How's it hey. got that kind of mist on them running like that? What, what the hell? <laughs> or like, wait, Jay, what was the what was the commercial with the old dude jumping off the platform with the speedo on oh, a couple I, years ago? <laughs> what are you talking about. Uh, I mean, I would try anything once, but as long as everybody, like, if it was like everybody did it, then you know. I'd be all in. Like I, I don't said, know if I would just comfortably do that on my own. Like I said, when I'm 75 and I'm on my 175-foot yacht, oh, yeah. hanging out with my owner friends in the National Football League over in the south of France with Jay flying over in his G780 <laughs> at that point, then we'll – yeah, I'll have a speedo on at that time. And when, you know, when, if call- I ever get to that level, <laughs> if if I'm Jay Z right now, I got a speedo on everywhere I go. All I, I hear just, the name of the butler will everywhere. be Jordan, right? And all will be at the front of the boat here. Jordan, if I'm if Jordan. I'm LeBron James, if I'm LeBron James, I'm I'm right now. I got two speedos on. I mean, I'm just thank yes, you. thank you, Jordan. Jordan, thank you, Jordan. Yeah, I'm gonna have all all my friends will be right there with me. That's just the reality. of when you when you Uber rich like them dudes, it doesn't matter what I'm wearing. I don't give a point, damn. No. How are you going to no. take out caviar and butter? What the hell? What? How do you yeah, eat this? Caviar, what is I want that? all that. I want butter? caviar Just, and butter. Uh, Escargo. <laughs> give me, give me, give me the extra snails from the hood. Extra I'm, snails. <laughs> <laughs> What kind of snails y'all got around here? Champagne, champagne. I ain't never heard of. Bring it in. Give me that moat. Give me that moat. I'll take that moat. I want all of it. Yeah. Man. Right, that is back. correct. We're back. That's how we're you back. live, though. We'll be back. We, we Just before when we were talking about uh, players who were in purgatory, and the one name that came up that was a kind of interesting one is Luka Doncic because it's still very early in his career. He just took a team to the Western Conference Finals. But, guys, you know, the rumors are that Jalen Brunson will be leaving Dallas. And he was really – you know, if you look at their run, he was one of the more important players on their team not named Luka. And if he leaves – where do they go from here? What does he have around him? And, you know, Trey Young gets Deontay Murray in a trade, and now those two have a, a formidable backcourt. That's a really good high-scoring backcourt, and also Murray can play defense. What does Luka have? What is the best fit for him? They moved on from Kristaps Porzingis. There's no other all-star level player on that roster. Jay Key, what fits with Luka, and what do the Mavs need to do to make sure that he doesn't eventually look around him thinking, 
this might be not be the spot for me. So is there a Chris Middleton-like player out there that can play off the ball? Like Giannis is very dominant with the ball in transition, not as much as Luka, uh, but a playmaker. So is there that type of player out there? I mean, I think Tim Hardaway Jr. potentially can be that player. If he can be healthy, he's on the roster, didn't play. I'm also going to throw this name out there. And once again, I think about people that can grow within the organization unless you can land another star. But, like, I, I like a guy like Buddy Hield. Now, you, you hear the Lakers are in talks with him. Once again, guys that catch and shoot, high percentage, that can play off the ball uh, and can feel comfortable playing off the ball, that can deliver off the attraction that comes along with Luka Doncic. And also a guy that can maybe be somewhat of a defender here and there for, for possessions. I, a name like that is intriguing to me. It's not a name that jumps off the page that you're going to be like, oh, that's it. But yeah. neither was Jalen Brunson, Alan. Yeah, no, yeah, when you start to himself. look, when you start to look, the, one of the problems is there aren't any star players that are readily available to pair with Luca. But when you have guys like Tim, Tim Hardaway Jr. already on your roster, you sort of kind of need to see what that is and develop that. If you think about Chris Middleton, when he came over to Milwaukee, he was just a guy who was basically getting a tryout. Yeah, but eventually, so he was there. Even though he wasn't drafted by them, he never played. So he got an opportunity when he was traded there to grow into who he is now, which is an all-star player. I think you can get that out of Hardaway Jr. if you're willing to be patient and see where it's at because there's really nobody out there, Jay. Key, I'll, I mean, I'll like, say this real quick too, Han. Like, there was one dude, if this team didn't get to the finals this past year and people were realistically talking about breaking up Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, it would have been Jalen Brown, man. Like Jalen Brown on the Dallas Mavericks, I know there are people around Dallas waiting to see if that situation was going to be a fallout between those two because the way he defends, the way he can catch and shoot, the way he can do things off the dribble, I feel like him and Luka would have been an interesting pairing as a backcourt. Yeah, and it's very similar to him playing with Tatum, to be honest with you, because Tatum dominates the basketball so much, and, and that, that would be. Yeah, it's got to be where you find someone. You know, Tim Hardaway Jr. is kind of older at this point. I don't know if that's somebody you develop. He's developed. I mean, he's where he is right now. But, you know, Luka's still young, but the West is getting better again. And if you're Dallas, you don't want to make this run to a conference finals the, the, the only time Luka's had a run. He's going to be the lead candidate for MVP for next season. Caesar Sportsbook already has him as the, the, the highest odds to win MVP. That, that goes away quickly, though, if you're suddenly not the same team you were Did, and didn't you're missing he, uh, some pieces. Didn't he come into this season that way, though? He came into this season, I yes. thought, it was the favorite. He was number right, one, right, I think, Jay? I, think, I think he was. He was up there. He was, he was the favorite. There. coming he was into either the one season. or two, one or two key. Yeah, right around he, there. I they think. had a hell of a run. He was in the middle of it, of course. But you start to reach that point of: is there enough around him to win a championship? Is there enough around him to maximize what he is, which is one of the top players, certainly in the league and a superstar. And the conversation we'll get into a little bit later on too about something Shaq said regarding how many there are in this league. Is Luca one of them? But also. A question to ask, will the big two in Philly finally work for Joel Embiid? We'll get some answers on that. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. James Harden is willing to take a pay cut. He could open the space to sign P.J. Tucker. I know in his conversations with the team, that was really important. How can we get this team better? How can we improve our supporting cast? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Allen-Hahn in for Max. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. NBA free agency starts 6 p.m. Eastern today. And one name now suddenly on the list of free agents is James Harden after he declines his $47 million option. To discuss this and more, we bring in Brian Windhorst, our ESPN NBA insider. Wendy, how we doing? Wendy, Wendy, Wendy. So chance. <laughs> how important is, is Harden declining this option for the Sixers. You talked about it a bit yesterday. Go a little bit deeper with us now. Yeah, I mean, just keep in mind that a year ago he turned down a $200 million extension. Mm-hmm. When he uh, opted, when he, when he got traded, they wanted him to opt into this contract. The, the Sixers wanted as part of this trade for him to opt into that contract. And he, I mean, different people may testify to different events, but he said he would and then he didn't because he wanted to maximize even more money than potentially $47 million. And despite all that, he is now taking a major course shift. Now, you could argue that he's taking that course shift because his value is no longer $200 million in the market, and his value is not even any longer $47 million. But James has not reacted in a team-first manner before. And this is, as much as you can be team-first – on a contract that averages over $30 million a year, which is what this is eventually going to be. Uh, I don't want to make it sound like he's being magnanimous, but this is a major shift from the way he's operated with his last two teams. So doing this will enable the Sixers to, to, to add at least two, if not three, role players around him, which will replenish the roster, which was depleted when, he was tr- when they traded for him. And so from the Sixers' point of view, this is a victory from Daryl Morey's point of view. This is a victory. And if he shows up in better condition uh, in the fall and is a, is a closer to player that he was when he first went to Brooklyn than when he came to Philly last year, which I think is possible, it's a great, it potentially a grand slam um, for the Sixers. Wendy, can I tell you what else? And I know that James Harden has never been one that you know, speaks out a lot. But for all the stuff that's happening around the industry with you know, KD and Charles Barkley, with everything happening around Kyrie, and you saw that with Stephen A. Smith – like, the one thing I like, which I'm paying attention to and I'm liking more and more from James Harden on top of everything you just mentioned, like, just seeing him go to work, right? Like, there's something about, and I know a video came out, but I've also heard this, like, just him starting the process of working, right? It, it's starting to me, even though the narrative has been about how much he's disrupted, how he got himself out of Houston, we can agree that he didn't handle that the right way. Uh, the situation in Brooklyn makes me think about it differently now, understanding more of the pieces around that and Kyrie and the power there. But like, see, that feels like everything is trending in the right direction for James Harden yeah. and Philly. 
his choices over the last two and a half years borderline border from absurd to controversial. Yes. So when you have that as the baseline, the fact that he appears to be focusing on conditioning and attempting to be sort of not only magnanimous but realistic Mm. about his situation Mm -hmm. um, does appear to be a step in the right direction. And we sometimes see players do this. You know, last year Chris Paul did something like this with the Suns. He took a pay cut uh, to help the Suns have some more flexibility. We could argue whether they actually use that flexibility, Mm. especially if they're about to let DeAndre Ayton leave. But um, he took a pay cut. The difference is that James Harden is 33 and Chris Paul was 36, 37. Mm. Harden is doing this a little earlier than, than, than I'm sure he ever planned to. But this is what we haven't seen from other players in this situation. When Carmelo Anthony got to a point in his career where he needed to adjust the way he played and, and viewed himself, he was very reluctant to do it, and it cost him. Russell Westbrook right now is, has, to this point, shown an inflexibility on where his, his reality is, and it's potentially going to cost him. Allen Iverson, same situation. James Harden, that was sort of on the horizon, I feel. And this, these, this decision that he had, and again, I don't want to go overboard about him, you know, he's not getting the money because he's not getting the money. But, but this process that he's going through here indicates more of a, an acceptance of reality and him saying, look, I still have good years left in my career. I still can get a championship, but I've got to be sort of uh, an active participant hmm. in that. I can't just show up. And I think that's... That's a positive, and if you're a Sixer fan, you have to at least like what you're seeing right now. Wendy, what, what does this do for Joel Embiid, a guy who essentially has been let down time and time again by the organization, whether it was the Jimmy Butler situation or whether it was Ben Simmons kind of you know, going on his way to the point where Philadelphia fans decided that it was probably best for him to go in another direction? Where does this lead Joel Embiid at, though? He has been nothing but loyal to that organization, all the way back to when he was signing his first big contract, which you know wasn't a full guarantee. He said, I believe in what we're doing. You believe in me. We're going to get through this together. And he just hasn't been able to do it. And one of the frustrations that he had at the end of last season was the team just didn't have enough. They didn't have enough depth, especially with the way Harden was playing. Harden wasn't playing well enough to justify the depth that they gave up. So here we have Harden helping – not only because if P.J. Tucker does sign today or tomorrow with the, with the Sixers, that's a big James Harden recruit. James Harden has been recruiting P.J. Tucker. This is what Joel Embiid has been looking for. He's been looking for a partner to help him. Would it have ideally been a more in-his-prime James Harden, who was more MVP level? Yeah, but, but, but Embiid's been looking for a partner. And so this, this steps, which is you know, Harden doing things to help improve the team, taking advantage of Joel's prime, which is we're now in. Um, I'm not, ultimately, I think he'd like to see uh, Harden be a higher performer on the court. That's what's mm-hmm. most important. But I have to believe that after watching Harden for the first couple of months, Embiid might have been a little worried, and this may be bringing him a little bit back towards this could work. Brian Windhorst joining us here on the show as NBA Free Agency begins 6 p.m. Eastern. So there was a trade made yesterday. We'll get to that one in a minute where now Deontay Murray joins Trey Young. Trey Young gets sort of his sidekick. Luka Doncic could be losing uh, one of his sidekicks in Jalen Brunson in free agency. We were talking about this early in the show, Wendy. What 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 does what does Dallas do to put the right talent around Luka? What does a a a Robin look like? 
for Luka Doncic? Is there concern in Dallas about this? They traded Christoph Porzingis because that wasn't working on the court. Where do they go from here? Yeah, this is an organizational uh, failure for, for Dallas because uh, I don't really have a problem with them looking at Jalen uh, Brunson and saying we don't want to pay him $100 million. That's not – I mean, I kind of get that. Uh, but they could have they could have extended him twice, including last January, for mm-hmm. half the price. They could have traded him, and instead they are now left with a team that is you know down their second best player. And the real problem that the Mavericks have is this: they are paying Luka Doncic twenty five million dollars more this year than last year. That's he earned that. Okay, they're going to pay uh, Dorian Finney-Smith I think about three or four times his salary. He earned that. Jalen Brunson is getting about 10 times more his salary from last year. He earned that. Um, The Mavericks were not able to take advantage of those guys making low salaries. They went through that window where those guys were all not highly paid, and their big swing was Chris Porzingis, and it failed. And so now they have to live in a world where their team is now way more expensive and, frankly, worse. When you're pie in the sky... Like, who would be the counterpart next to Luka? Like, I, I kind of made mention this earlier. I was like, you know, and it didn't work out this way because they didn't end up being broken up because they got to the NBA Finals. But, like, a Jalen Brown, like a defender, guy that can kind of play off the ball. Yeah. To the, I, I'm curious, like, is there a player out there that you say, hey, that guy, it may not work out contractually, but that guy looks like a good fit next to a Luka. Well, I think you could almost any almost any player in the league. I mean – I do think at some point we will get to a, a spot where somebody will say, I want to be with Luca," or Luca will say, I want to be with that person. And then He's going to need to, right? And then we'll have the tension point. Yeah. Is that going to be Dallas getting that person, or is that going to be Luca trying to go somewhere else? Hmm. Uh, I think Luca will. I mean, I'm watching his highlights. Uh, he's playing all summer for the Slovenian national team. They're playing in uh, World Cup qualifiers right now, and then he's going to play in the Eurobasket, uh, which is the European Championships which the, Slovene, the Slovenians are the um, defending champs. So he's going to play all summer. I expect Luka to come in in the fall in great shape. I think he's going, to be, he's going to be my favorite for MVP. And if he's MVP on a team that's in fifth, sixth place, we could see some tension beginning to build there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what you usually do see. And, and remember, the last time he played for the Olympics, he showed up actually not in shape because he took time off. So maybe he learns from that. Wendy, I mentioned the Murray trade to, to Atlanta. What, what did you make of that? And how does that fit now, those two together? What does it mean for the Hawks? Well, let me say two things. First off, Victor Wembayama. This is a name you're going to start Special. hearing over the next year. Yeah, next he year is a French uh, seven-footer, as exciting of a prospect as we've seen. Probably the most exciting prospect from Europe since Luca, and one of the most exciting prospects from Europe of the last 20 years. Um, the Spurs are indicating that they are going to tank with the, with the hope of either getting him or Scoot Henderson, who's playing for the G League Ignite, the top two picks next year. Um, DeJounte, Graham had, or DeJounte Murray had two years left on his contract uh, for about $16 million each, which is tremendous value. He informed the Spurs he was not going to extend that contract either this summer or next summer. So the Spurs were like, we think we maybe should tank anyway because even with him, we're a 12th place team. Mm-hmm. We can't extend him, so let's maximize. And they got a haul. They got unprotected picks in 25 and 27 and a pick swap in 26. So they are going to control the Hawks draft for three years. And chances are one of those three years, the Hawks aren't going to be great. The Hawks get a running mate for Trey Young, uh, who is a perfect complement to him. Tremendous size, excellent defense, can play on the ball and off, will alleviate pressure on him uh, on the defensive end of the court. Led the league in steals. Mm. 
absolutely a slam dunk for a team like Atlanta. You know, the, the, the price was kind of high in terms of the draft compensation. Gallinari, they were going to release anyway. So, it's, so it's, it, it, you know, there was a, a bunch of teams bidding for, for DeJounte Murray because you just can't get players like this who are 25 years old. Uh, but the willingness to give up those unprotected picks is what got it done, and I don't think Atlanta is done. I could see them doing one or two more deals in the next week or two that could potentially even more build up that team. Definitely trying to build around Trey Young. We know you got to run. It's great to talk to you. Thanks so much for the insight. Take care, guys. Good luck on All your right, next Brian 9,000 shows today. Yeah, very busy day, of course, <laughs> for him. Coming up in the show, though, we get to football. A recent MVP who's not even a top-10 quarterback. We'll discuss that after SportsCenter. All right, so as we were just talking about, James Harden declined his option with the Sixers. He will enter free agency. Sources told our own Adrian Wojnarowski on Wednesday that Harden declined a $47 million option. He'll become a free agent, but it keeps the possibility of negotiating a new deal with the Philadelphia 76ers that would also deliver roster-building flexibility, including the use of a full $10.5 million mid-level exception. The Hawks acquired guard Deontay Murray from the Spurs. That was a big trade that went down on Wednesday. The Hawks get Murray in exchange for three first-round picks and Danilo Gallinari. The Hawks are coming off a first-round playoff exit. They have Murray with Trey Young. Give themselves a young all-star backcourt in Atlanta. And in baseball, the reigning National League MVP Bryce Harper underwent successful surgery to to repair his fractured thumb but there's no timetable for his return. The Phillies remain hopeful that Harper can return this season. Sports Center presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance flexes to fit your business's needs from quick repairs to adjustable coverages and even payment options. Progressive Commercial makes it easy to get what you need. Quote today in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Everyone's focused on Jalen Hurts. They decided to go down the Jalen Hurts is our guy road. He has a lot of fire there. He has great leadership abilities. This is a great situation for Jalen to take the reins, to grow, to develop, and get this team back to the playoffs. Now we get back into the conversation. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. You didn't know me. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Alan Hahn in for Max. Get some football talk here going. We do that with Jeremy Fowler, our ESPN NFL reporter who joins us right now. Good morning, Jeremy. How you doing? Hey, good morning, everybody. Great to be with you. Got to get your reaction to Miles uh, Sanders talking about how adding A.J. Brown, the Eagles, he said, feel like an all-star team. Are they? (laughs) Well, I love the confidence, but the last time the Eagles were uh, pumping up a dream team of sorts, you remember those Vince Young days when he said that back in the day with the Eagles and Andy Reid? Didn't go so well when they loaded up on free agents and and high-profile players. This is a little different because this is a team that believes uh, that it was probably uh, a receiver away, a top receiver away, uh, from really making a jump for Jalen Hurts in year three. And so they went and got A.J. Brown, who's, you know, considerably a a top ten receiver in the league, depending on who you talk to. And so, you know, this is a team that is building for now and the future. They're going to have flexibility for 2023. If they need to go get another quarterback in a deep draft class, they have multiple first-round picks. But for now, they're just trying to build a winner so that maybe even if they need to get a free agent quarterback or somebody else in a trade, that they would want to come to Philly. That would be a desirable spot because of the roster they're building while hoping Hurts gets it done and becomes a long-term answer. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it, 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 not you, Jeremy, so to speak, but it drives me crazy 
when people start talking about they may need to go get a quarterback next year, I'm like, the dude's developing at a rapid yeah. rate. He's gotten better. Let it continue to, to move in that direction. But I don't yeah. believe that this is an all-star team at all. I mean, yeah, they got a couple guys that made a, few, a Pro Bowl here or there, but all-star teams have like yeah. five Pro Bowlers on each side. And I'm talking about guys that were voted in the right. Pro Bowl, not the 12th alternate. So <laughs> – I, I like the I like the conversation. They certainly closed the gap on the Cowboys in the division, but they still got a long ways to go. Key, I was going to say I'm going to need Miles Sanders to, to score a touchdown um, before he can start throwing himself in the All Star conversation. Then score one last season, but you know that's we'll, we'll discuss that another time, Jeremy. That that's fair. Um, I, I do want to ask you though: Are they the best team in the NFC East? I'm still going with Dallas. You can make the argument. I think if you asked, say, 10 people around the league, at least three or four of them would say Philly, you know, because the roster has gotten better in Washington and, and New York still appear to be in transition. Dallas has lost a few pieces, but I still think the Cowboys with CeeDee Lamb having the chance to step up as the top guy with Amari Cooper gone, I think he'll be sort of, uh, you know, in that upper echelon by the end of the year. They have enough pieces around him. Dak's still the best quarterback in that division. I think that weighs enough to, to try to get it done there with Dallas. Jeremy, we have uh, our list that we like to do on this show, and Key Uh-oh. did uh, his real rankings. Yeah. And we did a list of the scariest quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Let's just say it got a lot of reaction. Yeah. Curious to see what you think of this list, uh, yeah. one through five, but I'll, I'll start with five. So he has Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and at number yeah. one, Lamar Jackson. Your thoughts? Yeah. Well, you know, Certainly, Lamar is the talking point. I, I could see it, it's, especially if you're a defensive player. Uh, he scares you more than anybody else. I see him as the scariest football player. I don't necessarily see him as the scariest quarterback. Um, you know, when I, I do a summer project ranking players at each position, uh, you know, there are still, for better or worse, a lot of people around the league that believe Lamar is not that upper echelon top tier quarterback, even though he's got the MVP. He wins a lot more games than he loses. As a quarterback in the pocket, uh, not trusted as maybe some others. But as far as like the overall total package, I could see him being uh, the scariest, especially for a defense. And well, you know, Where's Tom Brady? I mean, that's, I think he's still – maybe he doesn't scare teams as much because he's not you know, deadly and going to break off an 80-yard play at any time. But uh, we're talking about you know, figuring out what a defense is doing pre-snap, probably still one of the scariest. Yeah, I, I think – so let me, let me give it to you this way so that you really have a f- true understanding – the scariest quarterback ranking is yeah. based on keeping defensive coordinators up at night trying to figure out how to defend these right. particular quarterbacks. When you talk about Lamar Jackson, yeah, there's going to be yeah. people that say he's not a quarterback. I got him in a separate category just like Kyler Murray because they can do so many different yeah. things that will scare the living you-know-what out of defensive players. Aaron Rodgers, uh, Josh Allen, Patrick right. Mahomes. Tom Brady clearly – uh, uh, is one of the best quarterbacks to ever played the game. He is very difficult to defend based on some of the stuff from a pre-snap read standpoint. But having spoke to defensive coordinators around the league, they don't stay up at night thinking about yeah. Tom Brady. They stay up at night thinking about Kyler Murray, right. Aaron Rodgers. Look, how do we stop these dudes from if we got them in the pocket in the mush rush, they break the contain, they're off to the races. That's not Tom Brady, so to speak. 
That's not Justin Herbert in their mind. Right. That's not Joe Burrow in their mind. And I know a lot of people look at the list and go, how could you not, Joe Burrow? Oh, my God. Ah. Right. I'm never going to be a prisoner of a moment right. when I'm breaking down film. That's just me, though. But Jeremy, it's interesting that you right. that you and, said and though I, that I you're. T- I'm sorry. I just I, what I wanted to follow up on though was something that you just said a minute ago that I don't want to let that just kind of disappear in the conversation. Is you said that you, you've heard from around the league, there's people that still don't see Lamar Jackson as a top ten quarterback in this league. Yeah, there are some that feel that way because you got to consider how loaded it is. You know, you still like you mentioned, you got Herbert Burrow in the conversation. Uh, Matthew Stafford's reasserted himself in L.A. Deshaun, well, we don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson, whether he's going to play this year or not, but assuming he does, he, he's a top-ten quarterback. It, it just That's the conversation. Uh, and so it is crowded. So you're kind of battling with, like, the Dak Prescotts of the world for, like, 7 through 11 um, in, in sort of the pantheon. It's I, I think because of some of the struggles last year with, with against the Blitz and then you, you take into account the injury factor, the offense that Lamar's in, um, those are just questions that people bring up and, and have concerns about. But as far as being one of the best players and arguably one of the best quarterbacks, it's hard to argue what he's done. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's an interesting list. I like Kyler at five because, you know, he, he's a guy that it, on some levels, when I, when I talk to people around the league about Kyler, they're like, okay, he looks like he's still playing at Oklahoma sometimes. Like, has he really evolved as a passer over three years? But then sometimes that all doesn't matter because he's a brilliant playmaker. Like, he's a guy who is scary uh, because of the way he can run and the way he can throw. All right, Jeremy, let's do a little rapid fire here. Give us the latest on these players. Let's start off with Jimmy G. All right, Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm told that he is still on schedule to recover from his shoulder surgery. Should be begin throwing here in the next week or so. Early July was sort of a loose target for him to do so. That should heat up his trade market a little bit once that happens. And so you still have teams like Carolina, Seattle, that are monitoring the quarterback landscape as a whole. So that includes Baker Mayfield, Garoppolo. So Jimmy G hopes to be able to start somewhere and have a home. It appears Trey Lance... Uh, is going to be the guy in San Francisco. But, uh, you know, they have to make the money work with Garoppolo, who's due $24 million. It's uncertain whether a team really wants to take that on yet. How about Debo Samuel, the latest with him? Well, it's status quo as far as hard developments. But I did speak to somebody this week who's optimistic that something could get done eventually, whether it's around training camp or after training camp has started. But you know, the 49ers have prioritized certain players that are considered key you know, George Kittle in the past, they paid him. You know, they paid Fred Warner, star linebacker. And so Debo is next in line along with Nick Bosa. they got to figure him out, too, as a pass rusher. One of the top in the league uh, could be up for a deal as well. So they, they got to, uh, you know, try to prioritize those, too. But there's some optimism that, that Samuel could get something done. They know that it's a, it's a tough ask for him to play on the current money last year of his rookie deal, considering all that he's done and become really a superstar in the league. What's going on with OBJ at this moment outside of rehab in Jeremy? Yeah, Key's still rehabbing. Uh, yeah, I know the Rams are optimistic that he can re-sign there. They're hopeful. Um, you know, they're staying in contact. And, and, yeah, they're probably the leader in the clubhouse right now. But Odell's in a position where he can wait. Uh, you know, he's not really going to play till I don't know, October or November. And so he could even wait until during the season – see how this paces out, see which contenders need receiver help. Like, there's really no rush here. Uh, and so, you know, you have a teams like Green Bay even that could step up. They were interested in Odell back in, in uh, November during his free agency when he separated from the Browns. So that could be a factor as well. Last but not least, 
do we have oh, Baker Mayfield? We keep talking about him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, you know, Carolina's been involved in talks at, at multiple points, really, even a couple of weeks ago around minicamp, but it just it still remains that the Browns are willing to cover part of Baker Mayfield's $18.8 million in guarantees, but other teams want them to cover a significant portion of that $18.8 million to facilitate a trade. So as far as leverage, the Browns just aren't willing to go there just yet. So they could change their mind or they could heat up closer to training camp. Right, right now it is status quo. Mayfield continues to wait. He said a reconciliation is unlikely. I continue to hear it's highly unlikely, too, behind the scenes. But the longer this drags out, you never know. Maybe the Browns will just say, hey, we'll keep them. Uh, it doesn't seem feasible. Uh, but, you know, like the, it's, at some point, if the trade market truly doesn't develop, then, then they might have no choice but to either release them or keep them on the roster. If you're rooting for a story, that's the one you're rooting for, Jeremy. It's always good to talk to you. Thanks so much, man. All right, Jeremy. All right, bet. No doubt. Thanks, right. guys. You got it, Jeremy Fowler. And meanwhile, it's Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Alan Hunt in for Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. Back to the NBA we go. Apparently, there's only four superstars in the league. Can you name them? Wait to hear what Shaq said about it next. You'll hear it on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM, Channel 80. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. I said yesterday this was a legacy moment for Ja Morant Oof. coming up. And I'm telling you guys last night, it was block office. Oh, he was ridiculously block office. He was There's block no office. Uh-huh. You know what I'm right, about that. Block, block office, Jay. He just got in block, block Buster and box w- office. Yes. Jordan on skates. Oh, Lord. Jay, I have no idea what block office is. That must be Duke English or something. But <laughs> block you know. Buster. What? I said block office. Yeah, you said you talk <laughs> box office, office. blockbusters. You didn't block- even realize you said block office. I said it again, and you talk about yeah, he was dealing and willing. I'm coming in hot. Damn, block office is that just, thing now. Just making know? words up. Yeah, that's all. That's all right. It's that thing. That'll that'll be that'll be new in the dictionary one day. It's a combination. It, it's just it's another level to box office. But you know what? It's it, blockbuster you know, box office. You know what it is, Honda? Like when that Memphis game went off, and it's it's twelve thirty, one o'clock in the morning. You're like, yo, I gotta get up and about. Yep. Two and a half hours. And you were still hyped from the performance, right? Like I I completely get it. But, you know, you're not the only one now. You did block office. But remember, there was somebody on the show, I believe, yesterday who who called a certain uh, defensive coordinator, um, Martin Winkdale. Same thing. You know, 
So we this is what we do. We just you know move it around. It's a shell game. We let you figure it out. You the listener. Game. What do you Mar- think Mar- we're talking Martin about? Winkdale, Winkdale Martin. It's all Don the same Winkdale, guy. Winkdale, Winkdale. You know what I'm talking about. I'm Wink not Martin. here. I'm not here to get it 100 percent right. If I got it 100 percent right, it wouldn't be fun radio and television. No, work 65 percent of the time all the time, Key. I could get buttoned up and it'd be perfectly fine if you want me to, but I just got to be me. Yeah. You know, that's what makes us great. Listen, fallibility. The is show sexy. of the people. It's it, it's it, that's what it is. Fallibility is sexy. Exactly. People love that. Like you, you know, if you're too perfect, man, it's like no, nah, it's that's no fun. But we also if, if we keep you guessing too. If we made it easy for you to figure out what we're talking about, it'd be boring. It's like a it's it's a quiz. You figure out what we're talking about. But here we got to figure out what Shaq's talking about because I, I'm curious of how you guys think about the fact that Shaq said on a podcast recently, he named four superstars. He said there aren't many superstars in the league. He said Steph Curry's a superstar, Giannis Antetokounmpo is a superstar, and he goes, who else? I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, Braun. Let's not forget him. And I guess, yeah, KD. And that's it. Are we missing anyone on this list? And what do you guys consider a superstar? I mean, is Joel Embiid not a superstar? Is Damian Lillard not a superstar? Is Luka Doncic not a superstar? Is Jason Tatum? I mean, there are levels to superstardom. I get that. You know, for him, his qualifications were got to be a, you know, finals MVP and MVP and win a world championship. But come on, man. Come on, man. Like, Zion Williamson, as much as you you may not think he's reached these degrees, he's a superstar in the league, man. Like, he is – he has millions of people that follow him on all social platforms. This, to me, it kind of sounds like a little bit – I know there are levels to a key. It sounds a little bit of the, that older generation's like, well, here's how I see it, so this is what it is. Like, for you not even to mention LBJ in that sentence, I, I'm like, all right. I no, kinda, he did. No, he, well, he, he finally did. Yeah, he had he, to he get asked. To he got asked. Well, he, had to think he about got asked. Yeah, but he was thinking about the the, the, the four superstars. Yeah. I, I doubt it very seriously he excluded LeBron James on purpose. I, right. I doubt that very seriously. Okay. okay. Um, right. Right. But how do we measure a superstar? I don't have a problem with the four guys. And you know how I feel. I've always said this. I said this months and months and months ago through conversations. Great is thrown around way too, too often. Great. Oh, he's a great player. Agree. Superstar is thrown around way too often. Oh, he's a superstar. And, and and when you look at the guys that's on this list of Shaqs, they got MVPs, they got championships, they got championship MVPs. There's nothing taken away from Dane Lillard. Dane Lillard is a star in the NBA. No question about it. Kawhi Leonard is a star in the NBA. When you're a superstar, there's just so much more that goes with superstardom. All the slack, crackle, pop on the floor, off the floor. You have to factor all that into the equation. You can't just say he's a superstar because he's given, giving you uh, 24, 12, and 9. Oh, he's a superstar. It's like, well, what has he done other than getting bounced every year in the first and second round? So I kind of I understand what Shaq is saying. I get it. Kobe Bryant was a superstar. Those guys are superstars, and that's what Shaq is saying. I think and, – and – I, and I mean this sincerely, Jay, I want to use your word block office because that's what I think a superstar is. Blockbuster, box office, 
if I'm in a t- if I'm in a city that's neither one of my like, I'm not in my town, so it's not my teams, but I'm somewhere, and someone's like, we can go to this amazing restaurant, have a great dinner, spend the night there, and just have a blast. Or, you know, there's a there's an NBA game tonight, and these two teams are playing. If I don't have a guy that I'm like, oh, I, I need to see that dude play live, like then, I don't know if you're a superstar. So I don't know if it has to do with winning as much as it has to do with are you box office. And so I'm, you know, those are the names that you're looking for, right? So Kawhi Leonard's not not a superstar. I mean, are you are you are you running to the arena to see Kawhi play? He's a great player, but are you running to the arena to see him play? I, I mean, multiple Finals MVP, World Champion. I mean, he kind of fits the resume other than like a regular season MVP. He, he fits but the we also, resume. We also devalue the regular season MVP. Look what you guys have done to Jokic. That's right. Yeah, so I, I, like that matters now. Like yeah. so, I, I'm confused. Which one? That's is why it? I think superstar is. Am I running to the arena to see him play? That's, I, I, that's why I said. That's why I said on and off the court. Yeah. Snack, crackle, pop. So John Morant, he ain't there yet. Jay. What? Say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Let's continue Tripping. this conversation next. Trip. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from six to ten Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.